Hello, everybody, and welcome to week 11 going into week 12 League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Power Rankings podcast. This is the first one in a couple of weeks. I had to take a couple of weeks off due to being busy for work, but wanted to make sure I got one in before the Thanksgiving bonus week extravaganza, as I like to call it. $75 on the line this week. 75 bucks on the line for Thanksgiving week. All of us are glued to the TV anyways. Might as well put some more skin in the game, uh-huh, so to speak. Good, good joke there, Ryan. Good pun. Um, but anyways, it'll be a fun Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Now, before we get into today's podcast, I do actually have one special call that I am going to make and see if we can get a quote from this particular person in regards to their week. 11 performance and my phone stinks so let me try that again see if you guys are able to hear the ringing coming up here so i am now ringing a member of our league i'm looking for how they're doing hello hey brett how's it going i'm just curious um i'm recording the podcast right now so I just wanted to quote uh, from uh, you know this big week eleven win in uh, Brett versus Jeff week. Yeah, you know I just told my guys to treat it like another week. Um, you know, I, I, the guy on the other side just not much of competition. Um, you know, typically when it comes to sports, you know, it comes to anything in life. Um, so I just told my guys to treat it the same way as fantasy. I know he got the first week and. Um, you know, my guys are still a little rusty coming off the championship hangover, but, you know, we got it done, put up most points for, and it's, uh, you know, it feels good. It feels good to get a, a good bounce back after, like, three straight losses, and, you know, hopefully it springs us into the playoffs. Did it, uh, did it feel good winning after Jeff posted in there that he loved, he loved Brett Week um, early on on Sunday? Yeah, you know, I tried to kill him with silence. Uh, I didn't say much. Uh, you know, went to the Bears game, you know, kind of just chilled with my guys. And, you know, we rode out a win. Yeah, it feels fucking good. It feels fucking prick, and I fucking hate that bitch. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just another week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we appreciate the quote and uh, look forward to the podcast coming out tomorrow. So you'll be on it. All right. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Happy All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Anyways, an electric. Week 11 performance there by Brett's team coming back. Jeff spoke too early. We've seen this happen now twice in this league this year already. I can't believe that anybody would have the galls or the nuts to lay it on the table before everything is finalized. I could be up 100 points going into a Monday night game versus any of you. Only having one player left over, I would feel less confident than anything else in the world. I've already lost two Monday night performances this week on 40 and you know 40 plus point games from each people, Aaron Jones and Lamar Jackson. Um so yeah, I mean I would feel never confident ever saying that I'm going to win before the results are absolutely 100% finalized, but thank you Brett for chiming in here. Let's see if we get any other guest on the show as well today. Um, but we'll go ahead and hop into the power rankings at the number 10 spot. We have Reese's team. Now Reese has made some super electric trades this season. Definitely not a lack of effort on Reese's end here. 
just trying to compete as much as humanly possible, trying to put his team on the line and to get wins. He makes a big trade this week in acquiring Jonathan Taylor, the number one running back, coming off a 50-point performance last week. Reese, I got to hand it to you this year. You know, big round of applause on just having the balls to always continue to make moves, even when the darkest days have looked, you know, super dark. You know, a lot of lot of effort here. And, um, you know, I, me and Brad were talking about a trade for Jonathan Taylor previous week. I'm pissed at myself for not having the nuts to make that sort of trade. I think we stop forgetting things in fantasy to a certain regards of it. It's hard because we, we start thinking about, you know, the following week. So last week, you know, it was week 11 and I'm starting to already think about 12, 13, 14. And Jonathan Taylor has that buy coming up and, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, man, if I lose this week and then I'm really going to need Jonathan Taylor and then I'm going to be out two players that have already had their buys. And what happens when we do that sort of analysis is we're starting to create these narratives, these sort of storylines in regards to fantasy football that are not necessarily true. They can't be true because we're creating this narrative, right? And so I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, Michael Carter has a great schedule in the next couple of weeks. I think he could really be the person that propels me to some of these wins. And maybe that would have been the case. But next thing you know, Michael Carter gets hurt. He's out two to three weeks. I'm sitting here with my putt in my hand going, well, I, I probably should have made that trade, but I didn't have the balls enough to do so. So, Reese, I give it to you for you know having the balls here to go and acquire Jonathan Taylor. Oh, in a week, you needed a running back, even though he has a buy upcoming and, and you have only four wins right now. And, and that's really why I put you here at the 10th spot. I mean, I think overall, your team just struggled putting together wins when it mattered. And I just think right now you face a very big uphill battle to try to climb your way out of this last and final spot here. But, you know, overall, I think it's been a fun season for you in the sense of, you know, you've become the trade guy. You've become the guy that everybody wants to turn to when they need, you know, different things involved, uh, you know, or need different pieces. You've continually made moves. So. At the number nine spot, we have Mr. Brett himself coming off a major win against Jeff's team. Again, I actually personally really like Brett's team. I think this is just one of those seasons where his team just didn't perform. Overall, you look at his roster, he's one of the best four and seven teams we've probably ever seen in this league. Um, it, just a super solid lineup, but it just didn't come together in the right way for you. Again, it's already week 12. You're facing an uphill battle to climb back. You're not out of it by any means. Uh, we've seen a lot of crazy things happen in this league, but definitely an uphill battle that you're going to face here. But I mean, look at this roster that you assembled. Austin Eckler's been awesome. Aaron Rodgers has been himself. McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Pitts has been hit or miss, but guess what? Tight end has not really mattered again this year. What a waste of a position, um, truly, unless you have Travis Kelsey or... Mark Andrews or, you know, I mean, it's really just been an absolute crapshoot for the rest of the tight ends in the league. So he should have been getting the job done for you. And even the bench is, is good and solid in its own right. Um, but again, it just didn't seem to come together to get you the wins as you needed. An uphill battle that you're facing, you could go ahead and kick it off by potentially getting a win versus Kressner's team this week. That would help you, especially in the division and put you only one game behind him. So there's a path here to get you to the playoffs, but it's definitely going to be a tight and hard one to, to surpass here at the number eight spot. 
we have J.O.'s team. And J.O.'s team, I have you here at the eight spot. You have the least amount of points scored in the entire league this year. Um, overall, you know, we talked so much in depth about it. I'm not going to continue to harp on it, but the Christian McCaffrey trade is definitely the straw that broke the camel's back this year. Also, you've been known for always hitting on all these great young players who have breakout season. It just didn't happen for you. Kadarius Tony could have been that guy. I thought for one week it was going to be him. And then it just didn't happen. The New York Giants offense is absolutely remedial and, and just a joke in its own way. Um, I mean, Javante Williams, again, we knew he was going to be in a, in, in a timeshare and a, and a time split. Um, I guess we didn't think it was going to last this long per se, right? I mean, it's really been a 50, 50 split there. So it just didn't, things just didn't really click for this team. I, I would have put this team at 10th to be, um, entirely honest. I think this is the weakest roster, um, in the entire league. However, you know, a couple of things is you already have five wins. So I could definitely see your team just snaking its way in. And then to the track record of always being successful in this league, um, it leans me to err on the side of caution and say, well, you're already one win closer than recent Brett might as well put you in that category of saying you probably have a better chance of coming back. And maybe these guys start hitting, you know, all these young players that I talked about, uh, maybe it's time that they start turning it around. Maybe Miles Gaskin is a great piece down the stretch. He hasn't put it together though either. Um, but maybe Javante Williams does just take over down the stretch here. But that's ultimately why I have you here at the eight spot. Um, and maybe Christian McCaffrey can you know carry your team and propel you into the playoffs and just give you a shot. Everybody knows that it's all about making it to the playoffs and just putting yourself in a position to win. At the number seven spot, we have Jake's team, who's coming off a big win um, versus me last week um, on my birthday week, too. That's kind of mean, Jake. Not a very good birthday gift that you gave me. That's, that kind of sucks. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I like your team better than J.O.'s team. Again, you're sitting at five wins, so definitely in the mix here. Um, have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs if you go on a little bit of a run here. Um, I like this starting roster that you you tend to roll out here with Dalvin Cook and even Josh Jacobs, I know like he gets a lot of pushback on not being the best, but he's still running back 25 on the season and um, somebody that's definitely been roster worthy. Marquise Brown, um, he could have a big week here versus Cleveland, a rivalry matchup coming up here. So definitely something to pay attention to. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. Um, again, I think he's the best quarterback from that class. I think Colin hit it, you know, right on the head with just how good he truly is. Um, he looks like the best young quarterback in the NFL. Um, he just, man, he just strikes you as like the next great quarterback, in, in my opinion. But fantasy-wise, we have seen him have a couple of weeks where it just didn't really pan out. But overall, I mean, I think this roster, you know, has a good shot here to put you into the playoffs and give you a shot at winning. Now, at number six, five, and four, this is why I asked for random numbers out of me, Brad, and Mendo. What I'm going to do here live is I am looking up a random number generator. And I'm going to use this to figure out who is really in sixth place, fifth place, and fourth place. So I have three. I think Brad just messaged in. He has one. And for sake of it, 
we will go ahead and give Mendo two. So it will be like if I had asked for just, you know, numbers. Um, if I had just asked for numbers one to three here, make it try it, try to make it as easy as possible. Just looking up like a random number string here. I can't remember what it's called in statistics, to be honest with you, but oh, whatever. I'll look up a random number generator one to three here. I'm going to go ahead and generate it here on the spot. The first number that is selected is going to be who's in the sixth spot here. So I'm going to go ahead and generate. And that's number two. That's Mendo's team. And Mendo's team here, I'm going to actually go ahead and go to his week 12 matchup. That's actually versus myself. So we're going to have this become very regulated after this week of who truly is deserving of that spot as it's me versus Mendo here. But Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott have let you down the few previous weeks. I did go through today. I caught up on all of our weekly payouts that need to be done. And it's crazy to think that weeks one to three, you had the most points forced. You generated $90 in winnings from those first three weeks as week one was a bonus week of $50. So you actually have the most winnings so far in regards to the weekly payouts here. But ever since those first three weeks, it's slightly been downhill for you. Um, you've been riddled with injuries. Your backups never seem to have hit. It's just been that sort of season for you. But again, I mean, we've seen this team dominate for those three previous weeks and in weeks one to three and be the top team. So can your team climb its way back up there to being number one? I think that's the biggest question mark that we're going to see here. I do think that ever since that injury for Dak Prescott, he's never really been the same. Their offense hasn't been the same either. Uh, it's making me have some doubts about Kellen Moore and potentially wanting him as the Bears coach. Um, I still lean towards wanting a coach that's going to have an offensive um, mindset here. So I do think he's a good choice or maybe Brian Lefrich. Um, hopefully Matt Nagy's gone. I pray, I pray, I pray it's happened. Um, I do get worried that if we win tomorrow on Thanksgiving, that it might not happen. And, and then it might've all just been rumors. Um, that will break my heart. Um, truly, truly break my heart, but also losing to the winless lions would also break my heart and really piss me off, especially on Thanksgiving. I really don't want to watch us lose on Thanksgiving. Even if it means Nagy's gone or not gone, I really don't want us to lose tomorrow. Um, so that that will kill me there. But while we're talking about the different, um, you know, points force winners, congratulations to everybody. So far, like I said, Mendo's won $90. Kressner's won 20. Jake's won 35. Colin has won a total of 40. Jeff has won a total of 50. I've won a total of 20. And Brett also has won a total of $20. And that's your weeks one through 11 winners in regards to the most points forced. So I'll continue to pay those out as we go along each and every single week. So, um, you know, be looking for those Venmos if you actually end up with the most points for us. And like I said, the Thanksgiving extravaganza will net you $75. It also sucks. I'll be honest with you guys. It also sucks because you guys all pay me, you know, prior to the year, which is awesome and great. And I appreciate all you guys paying on time. But as we go throughout, because I have to move it out of my Venmo, um, I, it just feels like it's coming directly out of my bank account and it just like breaks my heart because uh, I never typically win any money in this league. So um, yeah, always tough on the on the bank account here. But, uh, you know, back to Mendo's team. I mean, you still have the number one wide receiver in football and Cooper Cup. Uh, he's probably looking poised for having an absolute huge monster week. Chris Godwin, man, is he just so good. Chris Godwin is awesome. Mike Evans is awesome. I take back every negative thing I've ever said on one of these podcasts about Mike Evans. 
Um, amazing, amazing football player. Honestly, probably, you know, a couple more good seasons is poised to probably make the Hall of Fame, honestly. Most consecutive 1,000-yard seasons ever. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mike Evans awesome. I couldn't have been more wrong in that. Alex Collins sucks. I'm just going to leave it at that, but you really don't have any other options. So, But Alex Collins absolutely sucks. He stinks. He's a nobody, a, a true nobody. All right, back to my random number generator. We're going to go ahead and generate a number, and shockingly enough, it was three. Um, so that puts me at number five this week, which means Mayhan will go to number four. So just taking a look at my team this week, um, I've been in a very tough position since Kyler Murray got hurt. I have not been able to really replace his production at the quarterback position. I've been rolling out Derek Carr, who has absolutely sucked balls. Um, and I I'm, oh God, Ugh. fantasy makes me go crazy. Ugh. Derek Carr sandbag me dude sandbag me i'm um, rolling out antonio gibson and saquon barkley i don't know barkley seems to like get hurt every fucking play it's hard to watch the giants games because i'm just worried the next play is going to be that play gibson every time i start you um it's been pretty mediocre um it'd be nice if you could have one of those 20 point games this week and and help me uh you know climb my way into the playoffs that would be pretty fucking sick dude um deontay johnson stud debo stud um, Devonta Smith, like him, man, like him for the Eagles, him and Jalen hurts. That could be kind of nice. If Jalen hurts with a better passer, I, I think Devonta Smith would be like putting up some pretty monster rookie numbers. He looks solid here, but it's going to be a good matchup here versus me and Mendo. It really is. Uh, right now ESPN has it, uh, Mendo kicking my ass. So, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, sometimes maybe that'll make me feel a little bit better that ESPN has either. I don't know what they're doing, but anyways, that wraps up our little matchup here at the number four spot that will take us into Brad's team here. Mr. Double D's himself, who just traded away the number one fantasy running back. I think that's a ballsy move, too. I was giving Reese a lot of credit for making a ballsy move, uh, trading the number one ranked running back to try and push yourself into playoffs because of his buy nuts, the nuts, dude, huge, huge, huge decision there. Um, you know, round of applause to that round of, honestly, I mean, huge round of applause to that. I mean, that's putting your nuts on the table, like I said, but you go and you get James Robinson and Mike Evans, who I just verbally, you know, made out with, um, <clears throat> Mike Evans is just sick. I, there's nothing more to say about it. Guy is just dominant. Still starting the two tight ends, um, and Mark Andrews, who's definitely paid off. Dawson Knox, you know, just coming back off that injury a couple weeks. Maybe he gets more involved in the offense. The Bills need it. The Bills have been horrible the few previous weeks. So um, hopefully the Bills turn it around here. I mean, honestly, their offense has been bad. They've been bad. Uh, they're, they're throwing it all away here. AFC is wide open now, too. I mean, crazy to just kind of watch that play out. I mean, the Patriots might even be like in the mix for hosting a home game. Same with the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, Bills choked it away. I don't know. Bills have not been good. I'm worried now about their offensive coordinator, too, who we've been linked to. You know, watching these offenses just kind of get worked around. I'm not, not loving that. It's not giving me a lot of enthusiasm for our next potential coach here. So I don't know what the Bears are going to do. But, you know, have to throw in my annual Bears talk here. But James Robinson draws a great matchup this week for Brad's team playing Atlanta, who is just a sieve 
They can't guard anybody. They can't tackle anybody. They can't do anything. A.J. Dillon takes over again for Aaron Jones, who's hurt right now. So Brad's really rolling into this week with two RB1 style running backs. I mean, honestly, I mean, both those guys put up RB1 numbers this week. Uh, I would not be surprised. Keep rolling out Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's quarterback 14 on the season, so I guess it's not that bad. Quarterback's been just a nightmare this year. I mean, it's up and down, up and down. Even if you have Mahomes, I mean, it's been five out of his last seven bad games. I mean, there really hasn't been great, consistent quarterback. I think um, Hurts for the Eagles, I mean, Hurts for the Eagles might be like the most consistent quarterback this year from a fantasy perspective. I mean, it's been bad. It's been a nightmare. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, you luck of the draw puts you at the number four spot for the power rankings this week. At the number three spot, we go to Kressner's team, who I kind of shit on a lot at the beginning of the season, saying it was boring, it was boring. Well, another year of me eating all my words because boring seems to just get it done for Kressner's team. Week in and week out, it happens. Uh, again, yeah, like I said, Jalen Hurts, I'm looking at it right now, PRK number two on the season for quarterbacks. He probably has been the most consistent fantasy guy. Uh, I wish I'd probably kept him around, to be quite honest with you. Uh, that would probably have helped me win some more games. So re regretting that one a bit. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I can't buy. <laughs> you had told me of all the things that would happen in an NFL season that Leonard Fournette would be a top 15 fantasy running back on this season. I would have laughed your face off. There's no way I would have bought into that at all. Um, even with the playoff stretch last year, like 0% chance. But there he is sitting at running back 13. That was a big trade. David Montgomery, what's Matt Nagy doing? Killer Herbert gets like no carries a game. <laughs> Guy was leading the NFL in rushing for the few weeks that he started for the Bears, and Matt Nagy just comes through and says, you know what, dude, you're on the bench. You get like three carries a game. I mean, I like David Montgomery. Don't get me wrong. Good player, but I, I just think we should be doing what the Browns do. We should be, you know, running them like Chubb and Hunt and Dearness John. Like, what are we doing? You know, we got good running backs here. We got we got more than just one. Um, but in love with Dave Montgomery and giving him 80% of the carries. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, guys. Let, let's talk about Hunter Renfro here momentarily. He's awesome. <laughs> Hunter Renfro is awesome. Consistent. He's like good for like 60-60 and like a 50% chance at a touchdown each week. Have him in a couple leagues. That's been awesome. Um, Darnell Mooney finally had a monster week for the Bears last week. He had like 15 targets or something crazy last week. Um, and the Bears offense still sucked. Um, but yeah, may maybe Mooney puts it together now. I don't know. You're missing Tyreek Hill this week. That's going to be it's You got a tough matchup versus Brett right now. No Tyreek Hill. This is, yeah. I mean, you're facing an uphill battle just with the roster rolling out here. But again, like I said, boring seems to get it done for you. So I'm no longer doubting you. I just, I can't keep doing it and can't keep being wrong every single day. Hey, Alvin Kamara just been ruled out Thursday night versus the Bills. Mark Ingram is still listed as questionable. Does that mean I put him into my lineup? We'll see. Probably. Be honest with you. Probably. If Mark Ingram's healthy, probably. Uh, heard it here first breaking news here. Um, but I do have another call that I'm going to make. I want to get a quote from uh, somebody else today. So let's go ahead and uh, dial this one in here. I'm also getting a new phone. I'm pretty excited about that. Just one on Sunday and getting a new iPhone. This one's about three years old. I'm sick and tired of always dealing with a broken phone.
This is the person that will be sitting at the number two spot this week. Let's see if they answer. What's up? Hey, you're on the podcast here. You're uh, locked in at the number two spot, so you're hearing it here first before the podcast is even released. Um, but I, I was just curious. I, I, I want to get a quote um, from you in regards to uh, what happened this week during uh, Brett versus Jeff week. All I can really say is it's, it's tough to be motivated against an opponent that just absolutely has no chance at any type of playoff run or, or really anything this year. I mean, um, he did finally beat me in a head-to-head matchup. It's been a while, but just just tough to be tough to be as motivated when the dude is three and seven. And you're saying it was a trap game, huh? Yeah, it, it was absolutely. Do you, do you, Absolutely nothing to compete for on his end besides beating me. This was this was his Super Bowl. So. <laughs> do you do you have any regrets about uh, posting in the group chat that you love Brett Week prior to anything being finalized? Uh, never. I assume if we look back at the record, um, I have a pretty significant lead in our head-to-head matchup. Uh, he does have the one championship, which will never live down as a league. I feel, but head-to-head, I think I. I think I would confidently say I dominate him, and I did earlier in the year. I did last year. Did you guys have a bet this week? No. Was there any bet? I don't think there was any bet this week. No, there was no even reason to bet. We, we talked wow, about no reason to bet. Wow. But he's just, he's just out of it, so there's, there's nothing really too bad. Wow. What if he comes back and makes the playoffs? I'm looking at it right now. I mean, he's he's still four and seven. He's got Cressner this week, who's in his division. I mean, he could win three in a row, make it to seven and seven. I, I don't know if that gets you in, but I mean it would be right at the danger line. Put me on the podcast. Brett's team is significantly better on paper than Brandon and Reese. Wow. Significantly better than Brandon and Reese. Cresser's team has been very good. You're going to hear me talk about it on the podcast. But thanks for calling in, Jeff. Um, and uh, look forward to hearing you on this later. Sounds good. Thank you. See ya. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, you heard it here first. Jeff is throwing shade at Brandon and Reese's team, saying Brett's team is better. I mean, I told you guys when I did Brett's team, probably the best four and seven team this league's ever seen. The team is dangerous. I, I would not want to play Brett's team at all i would not like to see him in, i mean you go on another run here if it comes to be but jake i got a challenge for you now as the league historian here what is jeff and brett's head-to-head record matchup here um to the one hand i think it doesn't matter because brett's already won the championship so um pretty much the premier player right now just holding that championship over jeff's head but would be curious to see what that head-to-head matchup is and no shocker here at the number one spot we have collins team He's sitting at seven wins already on the season. Um, I think he'd he'd have to go on a three-game losing streak to find himself out of playoffs, potentially. I'm not even sure if it would happen, though. Um, He's probably the only one that might be locked into playoffs right now, I would say. But damn, this team is good. This team's not only just good, it's awesome. He's sitting Alvin Kamara right now, sitting Alvin Kamara because he's hurt, and rolling out Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift. CeeDee Lamb's hurt. He could just pop in Melvin Gordon. He could pop in Allen Robinson, who's been horrible all year long, fantasy-wise. He could pop in Elijah Moore, who's been stud the past week or two. 
you know, starting Darren Waller at tight end. I mean, there, there just isn't many holes on this team, to be quite honest with you. Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman. He's basically taken what J.O. would do and, and hit on all those great young players and just traded for Christian McCaffrey, drafted all his young players, and then hit on it. Um, you know, basically stole a page out of his best friend. I don't know. I mean, his enemy? What would we classify, J.O. versus Colin? Like, enemies, best friends? I don't know. Same person? I don't, I'm not sure. Time travelers versus each other? Be interesting. But Colin, by far and away, is the best team in the league. No doubt. No doubt he's poised to make another championship run. Just scary. So don't want to put that name back on the trophy again. I, I wish we would go like a decade without it, but but we're, we're trending in that direction um, and, and it's not looking good. But that does wrap up our week 11 going into week 12 power rankings for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I look forward to having you all listen to this prior to Thanksgiving Day football tomorrow. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm thankful for this league. I'm thankful for your friendship. And thankful for you guys tuning in and listening to the podcast. But happy Thanksgiving, everyone.